1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Battle Infant with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament category. Here we go. All right, we are live. Welcome back. back. Yeah, we'll give it a few minutes for everybody to get on. But uh, as always, welcome to The Reel Down on Monday nights. And if you're listening later on the podcast, which most people do, yeah, not a majority of our listeners are definitely on the podcast. But yeah. So <laughs> how, how you doing, Jimmy? The bearded one? What's up? Doing good. How about you up to? Uh, not much. Oh, we, we got old Armando in the house already. And Amanda Lockett. Hey. What's up? What's up? But yeah, the uh, doing good, man. How would that tournament go this weekend? Eh, I, you know, it's it's weird how our points are. Oh, uh, Justin, I, I like what you're saying there. But the, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we had our little Iron City Throwdown, and it's it's a points event. And I, I didn't. It was like first my boy Chuck destroyed everybody, and it's only a two fish deal, and then the next six of us all were within an inch and a half and then everybody the rest of people zeroed so it kind of i ended up in seventh but i was an inch behind second or i I would have been second with another inch and a half so yeah but the way our points work it gave me 83 points for aoy so i'm still leading that but a lot of like there's two you can drop so i fished the first five and some people didn't so Yes, we'll see how it's going to work out. But I have everything. I, all my points are all like 82 and above for all the event out of 100. So I've got one that's in the 60s. And I, I got higher than that, fifth out of 30. So it's but it's crazy how our points work. So that one hurt me the most because it's like 62. I know how many more high. events do you have before you all two. lock in? Two yeah, two, two more. And then, And that's the big thing in our state here in Alabama is the top 10 from each club go to the classic and that's, and there's also an open division. So if anybody wants to come fish it, it's going to be the weekend before the Hobie event on Neely Henry. So the Alabama fishing kayak fishing classic, it'll be the weekend before Neely Henry. They have the championship division for all the clubs, top 10 in each club. They all go. 
and then the open division where anybody can fish. And it's, yeah. it's always great time. It's a boondoggle. You can camp before and like, great. And I, I think that it's $50 entry. Is it? Um, I know they've been talking about it and I know they posted it. I can't remember, but I think they made the entry the same and we're just going to try to get a bunch of folks down there. So come on down to Neely Henry and yep. free fish for the Hobie. You know, it'll be a good time. You'll get to see how the Alabama clubs do everything, a whole bunch of cut ups. Yep. And that's a, uh, yeah, great guys. The last couple of years we've had it on down on the Coosa river and that was great for spots, but like I got seventh the last two years because I went to the lake, you could either fish the river where the big spots are at, or you could go to the lake and I'm a dummy and I like lakes. So I went to the lake and all the, they were all catching monster spots. It's sad to say, I haven't even gone down there for the open division and that's like my kind of fishing. I I haven't done it. Yeah. Serious like rapids, you know, like real. I know they've got like class twos and I think class threes. Yeah. I, I never did it, but, I never had that kayak to do it. Always had larger lake boats, but always heard that you could go around. You didn't actually have to do a rapid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just, I just wasn't prepared for it and didn't really want to do it. But now I'm, I got my flank coming. So I got on order. I'm ready to go. I'm going to get in on Smart river stuff with you. And uh, oh, dude, as soon as you get it, I got to We're going to go break it in. That should be fun. Oh yeah. I got you. But yeah. It's been a few minutes. So we'll go ahead and, uh, get started tonight we have two of it seems like every week we're having the best guest and uh the best guest a lot of the times is cody milton so here he is cody milton he's been on a lot and we also have the former national kbf national champion matt ball thanks guys for being on the show what's up guys thanks for having us thanks for having us so uh so yeah how, how, if if somebody is living under a rock and they've never met you, never heard of you, and they're just getting into kayak fishing, we'll start with you, Matt. Tell us all about yourself and, and how you got into kayak fishing. Well, uh, I'm Matt Ball. I am uh, from. I live in Little Hocking, Ohio, and I fish. Uh, I fish the local uh, Mount State kayak anglers and West Virginia kayak anglers, and there's about three uh, South, South Southern West Virginia kayak anglers. There's a bunch of clubs in West Virginia that I fish. That's how I got into tournament fishing yeah you're on the border i had to look it up right yeah yeah i am right i actually i i started i'm gonna i have fished a few of the ohio's clubs but uh i am actually more west virginia where i live than than ohio i'm right on the ohio river uh live on the on the border um near parkersburg west virginia so um a lot of the ohio events are along little farther away for me than the West Virginia events. Plus I love rivers, but anyway, that's how I got into kayak tournament fishing was, uh, fishing, uh, the local, local stuff. And, uh, um, but, uh, you know, won the national championship in 2016, the first one. And, uh, and it's been a whirlwind since I've been really blessed with a lot of opportunities in this sport and, uh, got to meet a, ton of people and make friends all across the country and uh, I, I wouldn't change a thing i mean i'm i mean it's just so many opportunities now to to travel and this year besides this year it's kind of sucked but yeah uh, uh you know i've made friends <laughs> all across the country that I, I value all that it's just that's the, been the biggest plus of, of really the what i've been doing gotcha Heck yeah man and and one thing y'all have both done, y'all were both Pan American Bass Kayak Champion Championship champions together. So yeah, yeah. we uh, we won a gold medal together. 
We did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun. I, I really uh, kind of hated that it had to be it, – it, it got canceled or it, they had – I think it's pretty much canceled for the year. I haven't got that word for sure, but uh, yeah. it was supposed to be in uh, – where was it, Cody? Uh, it was in the Panama, the lake Panama. on Panama. Oh. Yeah, we it's were supposed the, to go to Panama. So. Yeah. Yep. But that got canceled uh, because of all this. And then they were thinking of reschedule, and I haven't heard any more about that. So, uh, you know, that, That's a title that it, no one else is – I don't know. Like, national champion, that's pretty awesome. But a Pan Am gold medal holder, that's just – God, medals, that's awesome. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we had a we had an incredible team um, with man, just some awesome anglers, and uh, had a great time. Honestly, that was uh, that was the first kayak event that they had had, and uh, um, really, you know, a lot of people I didn't personally even really know what to expect, but I was blown away by it. To be honest with you, the it was really probably one of the highlights of my career is fishing in that. That was fun. It really was. I mean, I think they were, they have high hopes for, you know, doing some type of qualification uh, in the future for that, which yeah. which will make it even better, you know, with having guys, you know, fish their way into it. It was an invite for the first one, which, you know, I was honored to get that chance. And uh, so, you know, got in that way. But, you know, I think they're, they've got plans to, to keep it going and this COVID kind of sidetracked it. Yeah, yeah it'd, it'd definitely be tough to have. Aaron, you know, people from across the Americas come. Yeah. All right. So, Cody, if, uh, you know, again, if somebody doesn't know who you are, tell, tell them all about yourself, man. I'm Cody Milton. I live in uh, central Arkansas, kind of about, oh, 40 minutes from Little Rock. There's not a whole lot around. There's a college called Harding University, but that's about it. We've uh, we got a lot of lakes and rivers. I actually, I guide on a, I guide on a rainbow trout and brown trout stream, like, uh, it's probably 15 minutes from my house, like the majority of the 32 miles of waters. So, um, yeah, that's growing up. I mean, it was summer, you know, fly fishing, you know, brown trout fishing, things like that. Um, but yeah, and it's, I've been, I guess I've been doing the kayak. I've been, this is my four, fifth full year. This will be my fifth full year. Um, actually, I bought a kayak five years ago to fish offshore. I was living in Orlando at the time, like, uh, playing on a mini to like mini tours down in Florida, like, you know, some of those like golf tours. And, um, I got in like, just, you know, we live like by Cocoa beach. So there was like world-class red fishing, world-class sail fishing two hours South. So I actually got an ascend and sunk it a few times and ended up getting a Hobie. Um, but yeah, we had a few coast guard calls. I think like three coast guard calls in a year down there. So <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That's I got into it. Saltwater fishing. So, and then I'd learned of, I believe it was like the KBS was the first thing I ever learned of. And they had like an event on the St. John's down in Florida. Um, I went and thought I could sight fish in a, in a ascend with no power pole and just got blown around for eight hours and went home. Didn't catch a bass. It was my first tournament. And I, I, ended up, I fished like four or five that year and later found the KBS that year. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just been, I've been going at it pretty hard from, from that point forward. Yeah, living the dream, doing it 24-7. I knew you were a guide, but I did not know that you were a fly fishing guide. I do both. Honestly, this year, I've probably only done, I don't know, like around 15 or so trips this year. It was it May, like, when school gets out and when school goes back, like, that's when we do a lot of trips. And, like, that hasn't been as much of a thing this year, you know? So, I'm definitely I mean, going to keep you in mind then, though, for real. I've... Oh, yeah. We, uh, 
it's tailwater fishing company do like north fork white river but it really on actually on the little red river um okay, one of my best cool. friends uh, he's been doing it full time since a sophomore in college so it's been almost nine years now he's been doing it full time that's cool. um, and yeah he does like oh around 280 trips a year so so i do like some double bookings and things like that and that this is something Scott Butcher said. These two men, these two men are building a legendary reputation in the sport that I believe will leave them both in the kayak fishing hall of fame. I, I don't think you can say it any better than that, and and be more, you know, like the yeah, y'all are two leaders in our sport. So really, both thank y'all for being on show. And, and that's kind of some of the questions that we're definitely going to talk about the tournament. But I know I've just got some general questions of. And but you know, but we'll get into those a little bit further, a little bit later. But uh, so we'll start with you, Matt. Tell us all about uh, about Lake Monroe, the KBF. If somebody's never been to that lake, how'd it set up and and how, tell us about your day one. Well, um, you know, that that lake it, it's not it was a lake that was not too awful far from home. So, uh, I, when I seen it on the list, I was like, that was one I was planning on hitting, yeah, um, getting that one. You know, because it was you know five hours away. You know, that's a that's that's reasonable. Uh, I got up super early Friday morning. Um, I'd never seen the lake. I did some research on it. Uh, talked to some talked to a buddy uh, that I work with that had been there and just kind of got some some spots that he said, yeah, check this out. He'd fished there or he had a friend that had fished there. So I I kind of went and I just picked a. I, I love I love small water. To be honest with you, I'm, I just kind of my <laughs> my where I focus when I'm looking at any water. So I kind of looked back up the creeks and I found a spot that I thought, man, that's, that's where I want to go. And I got, I got there at about 11, 12 o'clock on Friday put in and uh, it was a muddy, uh, probably about six inches of water, most of it. And there was a, so I, I pulled my way through and torpedoed back as far as I could. I think I covered, uh, well, I, that, that day total, uh, pre pre-fishing from 11 o'clock until dark, I think I covered 20 miles, uh, wow. of water. I mean, that's going in and in and out, you know, I, I added it all up. So, you know, uh, and I found, I, I left pre-fishing, I went to two different ramps and I had zero keepers. So I wasn't real, uh, you know, real excited about my chances uh but i did find something on the main lake that i really liked uh at the end of the day on on pre-fishing and i thought that's that's what i'm going to do because it gave me some options and there was some docks that i could hit there was a there was a break wall that i i knew that i could probably get some fish off of and there was a bridge you know it narrowed down to a bridge you can always you know usually catch a fish on a bridge so you know i and i knew because uh, I stayed, uh, I stayed with Cody and Jackson, so uh, you know we were all staying together. So I knew they had been there fishing, and I'd they they had done well. So I was pretty, uh, pretty. I was thinking, man, this is I ain't figured anything out. I'm I'm in trouble. Man, this is about to go bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's that way with pre-fishing. You know, I a lot of my best tournaments have come when I didn't find anything pre-fishing, and I just went with my gut when I started fishing. So, but anyway, I launched day one. Uh, on on the on the day I won, um, I launched uh, out of Payne Town and uh, caught two fish early, and uh, got to look. At, I, I uploaded them and then looked at the leaderboard and I seen that nobody was catching any fish. Yeah. And 
knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. In about, I don't know, about 7 o'clock, the bass boats started showing up, and then the jet skis and the pleasure boats and the party boats. It was ridiculous, and it was 96 degrees, I think, that day, and it was just horrible. Um, So I spent till about 11 o'clock on that main lake just getting beat up getting cut off you know there was there was a lot of people you know pre-fishing for the tournament the next day out of bass boats and so there was just people running in and out and checking spots and it was just i was thinking man this is not going to be good so i made the call to even though that other my first spot was a muddy mess and i had to go i had to go about two miles before i got into fishable water and it when a lot of it was too shallow to even paddle through you had to push your way through it and uh got there and figured something out i had an hour to go i didn't have any service there and uh so i had two fish when i got there and by the time i got back to the spot it was noon and i figured i had to leave the spot by one o'clock because it took me an hour to get from where i was fishing back to the ramp and then another probably 15 minutes to find cell service uh so i knew i only had an hour but man they were on fire um, I, I caught probably six fish and lost a giant and had to, had to leave and, uh, and uploaded my fish and ended up winning. Um, but I caught them all on, on buzz bait in 90, 90 degree water in probably six inches of water. Most and of them, you would never dream that they would be even remotely active in that kind of condition and honestly it it's just one of those things it's it's fishing but um what i was doing i was in such a hurry that i couldn't really finesse fish so i tied on a buzz bait and i was just searching yeah. and uh, as the as i was torquedo and back at a good clip i was just targeting everything that looked like a fishy spot and i started getting bites and <coughs> and i uh i caught caught fish that way and so that was day one. Um, you know, I made a audible audible and went to, went to a spot that, you know, I didn't have a lot of faith in. And there was nobody there. There was one guy, a guy I met, uh, he was fishing the, uh, Sayak event, but not the KBF event. He was there and we passed each other about the same time. Cause I seen him there pre-fishing. And, uh, so him and I talked a little bit, but, uh, so that was day one. And then I decided day two, uh, since I won, you yeah, know, I gotta 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 go day two, you know. Yeah, heck yeah. And I went back and uh, caught him the same way, but I I uh, I did I finished well. On day yeah, you, you you got fifth yeah. out of forty nine. I mean that's that so, uh, good day. But I I lost. Uh, I didn't lose fish on day two, but they weren't hitting the buzz bait with accuracy. Uh, it was it was uh, I missed a lot of big fish missed the bite uh, missed yeah. the bait. And that was, was it still muddy, real bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, 
um, well, it wasn't muddy where I was so much muddy where I was fishing. It was just so shallow and so washed out that you couldn't actually paddle through a lot of it. It was yeah. just, it was just a swamp to get yeah. back in there. But anyway, once I did, but that morning, the, the morning bite, I had probably five big fish miss my buzz bait and I was really getting frustrated and the wheels started coming off and I finally, I just pulled over in the shade and just kind of regrouped and retied some stuff, put a, put a trailer hook on, um, you know, threw a whopper plopper a couple times thinking maybe they wouldn't miss it a little bit, but, uh, kind of, kind of bared down and caught a limit. And, uh, but it was just, it was a little tougher day too. And there was a lot of, <laughs> it was hard to believe, uh, there was probably four other kayakers, three other kayakers for sure back there on day two. But the, what really got me was there were two bass boats came in there and I don't know how they got wow. back. There. And one of them, one of them went by me back in that canal on full plane. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So it was, uh, it was crazy day two. It's all I think fun and games was, until you rip the foot off. <laughs> oh, it was it was crazy that uh, him going, but them, that bass boat going through there, I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, that is boat, I guess. But I yeah. honestly, it's probably the only way he could get in there. Like, yeah. keeping just the prop in the water, yeah. <laughs> and here, I'll, I'll, I'll give all the finishers. Uh, you got first on day one with 76, 75, Jimmy McClurkin in, in second with 74 and a half, Brennan McDougal, 73, Jim Strunk. Uh, from Syac 7075 and Mike Elsie, the current national uh, national championship champion, uh, with 69 and three quarter. And then day two, Cody, 82 inches, the big bag of the tournament. Uh, Samuel Murray in second with 80 and a quarter. Brian Sparks third with 76 and a quarter. Mike Elsie again, and uh, I, I missed his number here. It, it must have been 75 and a half. And then Matt, you got 72 inches on day two. So, I mean, there, there was a lot of big names in this tournament and a lot of local people, even people from that area did poorly. So it was, you know, congratulations to y'all until ev to everyone who was able to catch a limit because not definitely not everybody did. Well, I'll tell you, I got, I got a little bit of, that's happened. That happens a lot on local lakes because, and I've done it myself, when you're fishing water that you know really well and, and it's really tough, Sometimes you fish history and, and, you know, myself, I had nothing to go on. So I was just kind of just trying anything. And I think, you know, I lucked, I, I lucked into figuring something out late, you know, and uh, that helped me big. If I'd have stayed on the main lake that day and fished what um, most people were generally catching fish there, I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd have gotten a limit on day one. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, the part of the reason I went to the creek, too was for the shade it was miserable somewhere where i can get some shade or i'm just gonna quit <laughs> i i was feeling for y'all i we fished a throwdown on gunnersville uh, sunday and i was dying and then i was just kind of looking through tourney x and was like god these guys are still grinding it out out there gunnersville was probably more miserable i bet it was bad was like it, you couldn't yeah. where i was at there's no shade yeah. and i'm my bite was deep grass off of the mat so you're having to get as far away from the shade as you can to find a bite it was sucked <laughs> well cody how did your day one go because i know you you know you finished in the top i think you were 23rd day one something like yeah, that I caught one, one i caught one bass one bass like at eight o'clock i think um, well tell us how that went and then tell us you know what what was your audible how'd you ch change it around 
so I got there. I got there Wednesday, and I guess I met. I, we stayed at a barn. I met Jackson at a barn on Lake Lemon. We, we so I got there. I fished all day Wednesday. In like in in a barn with like hey like yeah I mean it was like a nice barn but it was oh. like, yeah it was, a it was it was a fancy barn it was oh, a okay, fancy okay. barn yeah. I thought he said bar bar <laughs> like oh, no. all right yeah Jackson's hitting the bars now <laughs> <laughs> let's just put that out there hey man don't don't spread rumors <laughs> but um yeah so first six hours on the lake i think i had like 92 and a half inches or something in like really pretty skinny water flipping and throwing a swim bait um and i liked it like the air i really really liked the area and um it was a long ways from a boat ramp it was like three miles away um they had a lot going for us the only creek i found gizzard shad in for five days or for you know three days and they just there there was a boat that at night fished back there all night like they they literally fished all night long they said um but i don't know i kind of wondered if that threw it off if i should have stayed past noon but i didn't get it like i got one i didn't never even caught a fish back there like i caught a fish going back to the ramp um that i kind of wonder if i would have stayed if they might have fired from 12 to 2 i think they may have i don't know but um I went back and got a spinning rod and then caught like a couple of catfish off a bridge. And then that was it. Like it was miserable. Um, I mean, Matt will tell you, I mean, I was like on my way home. I was so, I was so fed up with it. And I, I talked you into staying. No, there was not two better people you could have been staying with than, you know, Matt Ball and Jackson Orr. I mean, it's like greatest attitudes, you know, like, yeah. hey, can you want to stay? It just can't get them down, type guys. Yeah. Oh no! Like Jackson had a worse day than me, and you couldn't tell. You wouldn't have been able to tell. Like breaks a drive on a lake that he knows better than anybody. You know. I mean, it was even worse. But yeah, I don't know. I wish that and like I hadn't had a shower in five days. It was a brutal like <laughs> practice. Like uh, I mean, and honestly, the other two days I didn't really catch anything. So like it was like it was hero or zero. I felt like and yeah, it was terrible. I got one bass and finished you know twenty and something and. So did, did Matt kind of clue you in? They were up dirt shallow, and you were like, "Dude, dirt shallow." That that's that's yeah. my middle name. Yeah, well, and that's I mean, I did that, but it wasn't on a it wasn't on a river as much. It was on a creek where I was doing it. Um, gotcha. And so I started on the main lake the second day, like on some culvert, and caught it. Started throwing like caught one fish, I think, by eight o'clock, and it was like a seventeen incher. And it was the oddest thing in the world. Like, I just started throwing a whopper plopper down the bank. And uh, this, like, I'm, like, turning the left, and, like, I'm about to, like, reel it in and make another cast. And this, this fish has it in its mouth. And I'm just not fighting nothing. And I just picked the rod up and put it in the boat. And, like, it never fought, didn't jump, nothing. Like, it's it too hot for him, too. That was a gift yeah. from the fishing gods. Yeah. Like, like, here you go. I don't think he – I think he hit it, and I never moved it after he hit it. Because like I turned to the left and looked back and he was right there and I just dumped him in the boat. Um, so that was the only fish I caught on the main lake, a 17 inch, just like skinny as all get out. And so yeah, I went up the, the north. I went up a north river at this like DNR ramp I'd found in practice, um, similar to like Matt, but like on the other the north side, I guess. 
Um, and sure enough, like I got there and there was one car there and it was Mike Elsie. You know, I, I looked at the leaderboard and saw he had like 70 inches. I'm like, oh, I might catch a fish now. <laughs> and uh, I really didn't catch one for a while. Like I went, I just started, I took my motor off, took my graphs off, took everything out of the boat. Like I paddled all that second day. Like I didn't, I just used a couple of rods. I had two flipping sticks and a buzz bait. And I broke a buzzbait rod. So then I just had two flipping rods. <laughs> and yeah, I just got put in on that creek and fished. Um, I actually, I fished the wood in the middle of the creek. Like I didn't really catch anything on the edges of it. Like I was flipping like 12 foot wood with like a five sixteenths and three quarter ounce um, creature bait. Um, and I, my fourth fish was probably like a 17 incher and I had 20 or 25 pound fluorocarbon just flip them in the boat like all of them and I flip it in the boat and the thing just breaks like and I was like it's still just as bad as it was like even though I got three bites it's still terrible <laughs> and it broke and I was like this was like one o'clock probably like in at that point like I didn't have a rod with a bait on it at one like not a rod and so I was like, well, I, I think I had, I had three fish or that would have been my fifth or something. And uh, I retied and put on just I put on just one half ounce flipping weight in one one and a half ounce weight because there was one grass mat I saw. It was more like a trash mat. Um, I'll, I'll post a picture of it later, actually. And Bottles I, and so everything. I, so I made it. Yeah, I made it to this trash mat at like 155. And first flip in there, like I catch a 19 and a half incher, like 156. And it was my fifth fish. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it was the second punch I'd made all day. There was like one little grass mat I'd punched on and didn't catch anything. But yeah, it was like the biggest grass mat with a lay down on it. And it was like up past the lay down in this just trash mat. And, and just that, as soon as it punched through in ten foot of water, the rod just loaded up. Like that, was, uh, uh, I, I wanted, I was, I could have cried. Like the, the punch like, and bite's so addictive already. Like there's nothing like the like top water is great and everything. When you finally, yeah. when you feel it bust through the mat and oh, it goes yeah. slack and you feel that it's just stupid. hammer. Yeah. And yeah. then like four minutes before your lines in time, like yeah. I'd have been freaking it out. Is, like it uh, was cool it was like a nine foot mat. Like it had nine, 10 foot under it. And he was sitting just right under it. Like it just like popped through and he got it. Like it was uh -huh. how it was supposed to be. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, that was, I think that was a 19 and a half inch coal with like three or four minutes left. And last year I had like a 11 inch coal with this. I mean, I caught a 23 and three quarter on Gunnersville that cold like a 14 incher. And I think I went up like four spots with that one. Um, <laughs> but it was pretty crazy. Like the, one of the guys, there was one other guy in the creek and he passed me at like probably 140 because I was just right by my car. And he passed me and like by the, at the boat ramp and goes back and he like is driving past at like two o'clock and he was like, did you get one? Because I was like smiling on the phone. <laughs> and he was like, I got it. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Oh, we we, we, we can't lost audio. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm playing. There we go. There you um, go. Yeah, so the, the guy had left early, and you know he's like driving me by, and I was like, I got him. <laughs> it, was, it definitely felt pretty good. Well, here for everybody that's watching, you're going to have to uh, show the picture in your background. Eric Sadiq is saying, <laughs> "I like that picture in the background." Thanks, Cody, for being my biggest this fan. My, this is and, my shrine. Yeah. I like it. 
that's, that's awesome. The, uh, I think he said it was the two. That's the, like his final fish, the 2018 uh, Border City Classic winner. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you'll have to go back and see the live thing because hey, he he put the the note on there that you wrote for him too. But I, I won't share that with with, with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see that. That's great. That's cool. <laughs> Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, it was an awesome event, guys. It's cool to... You know, it sounds like it was tough fishing all around, and it just kind of worked out for both of you. Yeah, what Cody didn't mention is him and I, neither one, uh, just about didn't even make it to the lake on day two. Yeah. Uh, I forgot oh, really? <laughs> Am I locked yeah. bar or? No, we. Stampede. We, uh, yeah, Cody, Cody, woke me, Cody woke me up about time lines in was at the truck. Uh, we overslept. Uh, he's like, dude, are you going fishing? I'm like, what What time is it? He's like, it's like almost six. I'm like, holy crap, what happened? So, and we had to lock the place up. And uh, I'm like, dude, yeah. this is, I drove to the ramp in a pair of shorts, no shirt, and and uh, just what I was sleeping in. And uh, yeah, I, I was sleeping with my feet sticking out the window of the truck. Uh, <laughs> Cody's knocking on the door. He's like, dude, we overslept. I'm like, oh crap! Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't get to I didn't get to the ramp on day two until well after lines in. Well after that, so but it was probably just just as well you couldn't see where you were going there anyway. Well, it, it what's cool is you know you go in with this plan. This is how this should go, and then it seems like you just not really. I don't want to say wing it, but it it speaks a lot how you just kind of. Like, like Cody was saying, took the motor off, took all the graphs out, you know, just time to get, put your head down and get oh, to I, it. I, I didn't need the graph one day to where I was at, uh, other than trying to find my way back in, back out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, see, you know, I feel you on that. I'm a, I'm a creep guy myself. And there's a lot of the times, like I've got that uh, element nine from Raymarine. And I, most of the time I don't know why I bought it because yeah. I'm usually so shallow. It's just freaking out. So. Well, I, and when I was saying taking, I was taking, I took two graphs off in a Mega 360. So it was, oh. I was, yeah, I was running for the two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. So what, no, I, 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 too much. there's no way I could have, I would not have done what I did without a Torquedo in that heat, um, period. 100%. I covered a, just an insane amount of water quickly with that and uh so i mean the key to my success on this one for sure was was that uh torquedo on my liska because you know it's a light boat I, it was easy to throw back in you know i just had it in the back of the truck i didn't take my trailer i didn't you know and when i changed my I changed my plan midday on day one you know i didn't have to go to a busy ramp i just i backed in at the at the uh state park and just drug over the bank so i pulled right up behind my truck, drug my boat up over, threw it in the truck and just took off. So it was quick. And, 
and when you when I decided, you know, you're sitting there, you know, two miles from where you park, and you think, man, it's time to change. It's it doesn't even go through your mind at that point. Well, it's going to take me this long to get back. You just put the hammer down and and take off, and it's a big advantage. It really is. And then when I got there, I had to go almost a mile and a half to get to fishable water. And I actually, uh, I don't know, you've seen those old tiller boats that they run in the swamps with. The yeah, like uh, uh, Go Devil. Oh, my yeah, yeah. I actually, that's what I used until I would actually get the boat stuck. I would, I had that torpedo pinned on full throttle, holding the motor up and just running it in nothing and just, wow. just to get back there fast. Um, it was, it was crazy. I mean, that, that, uh, I've got that uh, innovative sportsman uh, rock guard on that Torquedo and anybody out there that ever has a Torquedo or will buy a Torquedo, you have to put those things. You can, you can abuse your Torquedo motor if you have one of those on there. Cause I did, I was hitting stumps. I was hitting <laughs> at full speed. I broke two, uh, two uh, clips that hold my steering on from hitting stumps so hard that it jerked it jerk broke the pins so i actually have i keep extra in the boat i got out in the mud and sunk up to my ankles to reclip my steering back on it was just that that rock guard just will save it and it, so that that i wouldn't i don't know that i in that heat if i would have paddled back there uh with that little bit of time Period. it would have definitely sucked way worse i can guarantee it yeah. <laughs> i was pedaling and paddling on gunners all day sunday and it was terrible <laughs> so but besides the tournament we'll we'll move in some other stuff here what a like y'all are obviously great like you know you don't have to be humble i i, I won't embarrass you but you, you you're two of the two of the best in sport is there something that y'all uh, maybe you can give some advice to some other anglers of things that you see that differentiate the people between the people are at the top of the game, y'all like y'all are, or, you know, one of the other greats in our sport right now. And some people who are kind of more coming up and haven't gotten to that level yet. Is there any advice you would give to those people? I mean, the biggest thing I see, and it's, I was talking about, you know, staying with Jackson, I saw it. And yeah, I think you always tend to see it more in younger people, but it's just, you know, it's just a drive that's a lot stronger than most people. Um, I mean, I was, I've told a couple people this, like Jackson was up at 4.50 every day and back at like 9 o'clock at night. He left and we overslept. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> the one night he wasn't there. Um, you know, and it's like, there's no like teaching that. I mean, you can say that and stuff, but I mean, it's really, that's, that's discipline at the end of the day, you know, and that, that goes a really long ways in practice and in fishing in general. I think it's preparation and, and yeah, I mean, just soaking in, you know, it's just like anything. It, if you love it, you, you soak in all the information you can, you know, I, I read everything. I, I listen to everything I can. I watch stuff and um, map study and learning what what the fish kind of learning what you kind of learning how, what you think the fish are going to do, and then putting that all together in your mind. And it it takes more time to be successful off the water than it does on the water. One hundred percent. Because when you're you know 
everybody can go out, anybody can go out and, and luck into some fish, but when you can consistently find them, um, that tells that, that leads to the, the preparation. I mean, when you've got guys like Cody and Jody queen and, and I mean, the, the list goes on, those guys are just, they're students of the fish, you know, um, you talk to, you talk to people that, you know, you, you gravitate towards those kind of people because they, you learn so much about, uh, just sitting down and having dinner with, you know, sitting down and having dinner with someone like Jody Queen or Jeff Little, uh, people that just, you know, they're professors of this kind of stuff. So you learn how to take that in your brain. And if you're willing to soak it up, you can learn a lot. And uh, I learn something new every day. I've learned stuff from Cody. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll tell you, I ran into Cody about three years ago on... Uh, uh, east and west, or maybe four years ago, East West Harbor. East, east West Harbor, we were fishing, and uh, and I've, I've done really well in that event, but uh, I, I love to drop shot, but I'd never used uh, robo worms. Oh. And he's like, dude, you're not uh, you're not using a robo worm. I'm like, no, he handed me two with it morning dawn, yeah, robo yep. worms. He said, give these a try. What, why do them color worms work? Like I, I would never pick one of those up. But yeah. it's like, dude, try one of these. I've caught more fish on that collar uh, on Great Lakes than probably any other collar. I'll say this. If I'm throwing a drop <laughs> shot, that's the worm and the color that's on it. If it's not working, yeah. I'm not throwing and, the drop shot. On Gunnersville, <laughs> on Gunnersville um, I love to drop shot, you know, um, that color is ridiculous um, in the grass. I don't know why, but yeah. if you can find grass that's sparse enough to to drag a drop shot through, you will catch good fish in Gunnersville on uh, on a drop shot. Which so I so there's my crazy. tip of the day that I'm taking away from this. Yeah, I'll never know why like pink and purple worms for a drop shot work, and except for maybe like a plum or something in the summer and a ribbon tail. I really don't throw a pink or a purple any other time. I, I don't. I don't know what that's supposed to imitate or anything else. Now, start, the only thing uh, I came out is, with a with a color uh, uh, finesse worm that I that I really like even better because it it'll last all day. Um, yeah. I can't think of the name of the color of it, but I started using that. It, it's just just really good. <laughs> but either the Robo worm in the morning dawn or that uh, Z man. Uh, crap, I can't think of the name of it, but those that's a that is on my drop shot first thing when I tie one on. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I've always wondered if it had to do with a lot of thread fin have a purple line on their side, yeah. And I've always wondered if that might be part of it, especially bigger thread fin. But I don't know, it's the only answer I've ever been able to come up with. <laughs> that's, that's better than the one I had. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, people ask, How does it work? It just does, yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. I so and, and you know, uh, I was fishing uh, uh, one of the big tournaments there. Uh, oh shoot, uh, Lake Fork, not Lake Fork, uh, Toledo Bend, and uh, ran into a guy at a boat ramp, um, and he's like, "Well, hey, you guys doing any good?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've been kind of struggling." He said, "Man, throw a throw a robo worm in that grass." I'm like, "In this grass?" He's like, "Seriously?" <laughs> he said, "They'll tear it up down here," and uh, 
and that was uh, that was during uh, that was a two day event. Day two, I didn't I only had one fish on day one. Day two, I did that and and I caught fish. So it, it I, that's when I kind of started thinking, man, I can throw a drop shot in this grass because you know it's amazing what that little tiny hook will drag in. I mean, yeah. and not get grass on it. So, you know, you think, well, I can't throw an exposed hook in that grass, but it's so such a small hook that you can pull it through that grass and pop it out of there. And, and I think that triggers the bites a lot of times. So uh, it's one of my favorite techniques. And now you can't throw it in thick grass, but if you find that grass, it's just starting to spread out a little bit. Man, I, that's that's what I really like to look that's, for. You've got like, I'm, I'm listening to you, but my head is spinning on like areas on Gunnersville. I know I'm trying to think of somewhere that's got like thinner, sparse grass. I can go try this. Yeah. And it's, it's, I know a drop shot and like sparse grass, just having that leader long enough to keep it above the grass, but still, have, you know. That's a big May time thing on Chick, especially. Yeah. Too. I mean, all those legs, but yeah. I got on a killer bite in front of Chester Frost, just like the grass was only a foot tall and my just drop shot was 16 inches and you just drag it through the top of it. Um, yep. but yeah, it works. So here's, Oh, go ahead. That's something I was, I've always wondered about drop shot, like leader length the time of year. Cause like I know in the winter, a, a guy told me like he keeps his leader in the cold water, the yeah. uh, the length of whatever the bait he's throwing so, you know, his leader might be nine inches and stuff like that. He keeps it really close to the bottom. And I've always wondered, like, how I would go about adjusting that for summer. But it's a good idea. I might have to keep it in mind. It varies. Yeah. If I'm vertically yeah. dropping on them and it's really clean, I like, I've ran six-foot leaders at, um, wow. at, yeah. at, at, like, six foot from the weight to the hook, like, at Hartwell and stuff a lot. Or even table rock if I'm dropping on them and they won't eat a spoon or something. But, yeah, I mean, generally, I don't know. I really had a theory for a long time, like the water. Because generally, I think fish see almost twice the water depth that we see. So I always thought, like, if, if whatever the water color was, I, I, made, I made the leader length that or twice as long a lot of times. Which in clear water where you're drop shot usually tends to be kind of long. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something you can play around with and it makes a big difference, though. So here's kind of the, if we're talking about the difference between a good angler and great angler, the adverse of that is what's something that you, yeah, that maybe you think is a hole in your game or something that you think you can improve on. Oh, punching. You guys were just talking about that. Yeah. 19s, man. They live in there. I've got, I've, and I, I've, I just, that's something that, uh, I swore this year I was going to going to start doing and just take out, go one day and just do nothing. But I don't live. I have some spots that I could do that and I need to go do it. Um, they, they're, they're on some strip mine ponds up here where I'm at. I need to just leave all my frogs and leave all the, everything else, the Senkos at home and just take nothing but that. And just God, once you figure it out, man, it's so addictive. So I caught one fish. Uh, my first fish ever on a, on a punching, uh, was up, was it this year at the Hobie event, uh, on Seminole and, uh, there was floating, I don't even know what it was, but I, I was, the bite was horrible for that event. Honestly, it was, yeah. it was brutal. And, and, I caught uh, two fish. I, day one, day one, I, uh. 
This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I, I caught some fish pre-fishing, but day one, I, I actually, I watched two bass boats hit this bank twice uh, that I, in an area that I was at. And I thought, when they left, I thought, I'm going to go over and see what, what they were doing. And I knew they were punching. I went over and I tied one of one ounce weight and a, and a palmetto bug from a Z-Man palmetto bug. And I, the first pitch that I hit through that, I caught a fish. I'm like, this can't be that easy. And I, I fished the rest of that day trying it, never caught anything. But but I, but I did catch my only fish on day one of that tournament because I only caught one fish on day one. And then I tore him up on day two. But I caught it punching. But I thought, I got to get better at this. And the key is just, you know, what I don't like about it and what I don't like about it is uh, it's it's hard to cover water when you do it yeah. you know because you you're you're in thick stuff and you've got to just basically force yourself to punch around where you're at i guess and then move on but i just never done it that much it's really hard to confidently do it because i mean most of the time you're looking for seven to eight bites throughout a day and granted those are the right bites but that's hard to do in an eight hour period I mean, I, there's a lot of people that are better at it. I mean, Russ is unbelievable at it. I mean, yeah, he keeps beating us all doing things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep your head down and have confidence you are going to get biased. Because, I mean, you do. It's just it's just like what Matt said. You're not covering water. You're looking at the same thing and hitting, like, a lot of a lot of the same stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. It gets miserable that's, after a little while. That's I what I was about to say is that – well. That's what I was about to say is that from my experience with punching, it, it is. You're looking for – basically the same thing and you're looking at a lot of it and it like you said you got to put your head down and commit and you're going to pitch and all day like yep. you, you know like you said you're just looking for a couple of bites man it's, but those bites are so intense though do it you're on a, you're on a quick route to back surgery too if you're a big flipper too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so here's a question that let me find it Scott, but, but yeah, Scott. So, but besides the last this event, because it was obviously tough, what was the last body of water that you fished that just beat you down mentally? Uh, Monroe here, <laughs> first, <laughs> first day in practice in here. Um, now, I mean, I would say, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, it, I was really bummed out after that first day. I mean, it was a brutal, this was a brutal week. I mean, it ended nicely, but yeah, it was a long, hard week. I would say here. <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's close, but yeah. Um, for me, I struggled. Um, I really had a had a rough time at uh, 
the, the worst feeling I had after a tournament was the first tournament. Really, I, maybe the second tournament it was uh, the KBF event on uh, Santee Cooper this year. Um, I left that one defeated because um, I'm not super uh, confident when I go into a tournament. I mean, I'm, I never am, but I was telling Cody and Jackson the other day that uh, – I, on pre-fishing on uh, uh, that event, I was on the fish. Um, and I intentionally wasn't even trying to. I mean, I figured something out with a swim jig that was just ridiculous. I was on the phone with Richard Penny just talking about some, some stuff with Jackson at, at the Jackson kayak at the time. And I caught five fish just I was torpedoing through these channels and just not even paying attention and throwing that swim jig. And they were just almost jerking the rod out of my hand. And I told mm. Richard, I was like, I'm going to win this tomorrow. Um, and there was alligators all around me. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. The the amount of, and, and I would catch a fish and I just like, I'm leaving. And I, and on my way out, I'd, I'd see something that looks similar and I'd throw it out and I'd, I'd catch another one. And I mean, it just easy. And then yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. And I was, and the next day was supposed to be the same. It was cold, but sunny. And I was like, man, it's going to be, it's going to set up just the same way. And, and everybody I'd talked to wasn't catching fish either. That was the other thing, you know? Mm. And, uh, I didn't get a bite all day, not a bite. Um, I left that tournament. Of course, that was a, that was a, about a week and a half on the road that I was doing. Cause I went, with my buddy Tim, we drove overnight to Seminole and got there like that morning and fished and then fished the event. Um, and then I was supposed to meet uh, Scott Ucher to do some filming. Uh, but, and then on the, on the way to, uh, uh, shoot Cody, the, the, the Cape, the bass event that was right. Logan, 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 Logan Martin. Is it Logan Martin? Yeah. Yeah. So I left Seminole or not Seminole shoot. Uh, that was, that was it. That was the worst. That was the worst. I, I got out done with that tournament. I was like, wait, why am I putting myself through this? <laughs> and I did spend a week away from home, away from the wife and the kids. And I did all right at uh, Lake Logan Martin. Cause it kind of set up pretty good for me with them, you know, spots. And, uh, but I didn't, didn't do as well as I'd hoped, but I did catch fish, but uh, that was a tough couple weeks there. Uh, span and then all this COVID stuff hit and I just uh, it's, felt, it's felt good to I've kind of gotten into my groove here uh, with the last few tournaments uh, did really well on uh, you know uh, the Susquehanna which is absolutely probably my favorite place to go now <laughs> and uh, and then you know finished in the money on both of those days and then this one so I've it's it's easy to get beat down and but you got to pick your head up and keep going because it's fishing i mean you look at honestly and i, I don't want to make this sound but even myself i look at i look at cody and has and cody or jody queen or, or you know any of these guys christine all these people that that are always really doing well and you think when you see them have a day like that it's it's encouraging to others yeah. because we all it is just fishing you know there's not a secret pill you know you yeah. just got to keep doing it you got to keep fishing you got to you got to enjoy it if you're not enjoying it you can't do it but 
every one of us, all those people have absolutely tanked at some point. And that is, that is nothing. That's just fishing, you know, but it's easy when it, when you do it yourself to take that internally and think, man, I suck. You know, it's, uh, I'm a, I'm a farce, you know, nobody, it is, yeah. I can't catch fish. You know why? People aren't going to think I could even catch fish after this. You know what? It's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. well, I, didn't I, I didn't think gear. I could get five bites on a lake anywhere in the country after Saturday. I mean, I really yeah. felt that way. Like that's Everybody feels that way. So that's what I'm going to say to those guys that go out and have these events like that. And, and we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And you will. And we will again. I mean, that happens to all of us. And if, uh, if that's... It's that's how you learn, you know. And like one of the worst parts now is, you know, you're trying to do right by your sponsors. So you come back and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to figure out that great positive text. Oh, I, I got something positive from this one. And my gear was great. And it was just me. I, oh, man, that's terrible, too. <laughs> All I could say is I'm positive. I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so the, a selfish, uh, kind of a selfish question for me. Matt, I know you're a hardworking guy, and for, for the family men out there, uh, one question I, I like to ask is, how do you find that the the time, and how, how do you, yeah, I saw that your son, I think your son was on here earlier, and he said, hey, Matt, um, just how do you find that time, and how do you, how do, you do that with a family? How are you able to spend, and able to spend time and do it? The, the key for me, and I, and I actually talked to Cody about this the other day. We were sitting around. That's what we were talking about. It's <laughs> wet. Um, you know, you've got to have your priorities right. This, this, it's easy for others to look at my social media page sometimes and think, man, this is the biggest thing in Matt Ball's life. It's not. Um, yeah. This is by far way down the list. You know, my faith, my family. And, and honestly, my my job have to be at the top of that list. If you don't keep those priorities in line, you're going to you're going to fail when you do the stuff like this, because and what it's the, the hardest part for me is I love doing this. I would I would love to have the opportunity to walk away from DuPont and and just do this for a living because I love it. But you know, you've got to keep your head on your shoulders and realize that you've got, I've got five family members relying on me and that's where, uh, so this isn't the most important thing in my life, but I take it very seriously. You know, it's just a balance, but you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, Matt's not fishing this tournament. He must, you know, not want to support this organization or that organization. Well, what it usually boils down to is Matt's got something else really important going that weekend. Uh, kids, kids stuff, you know, going on or, you know, this year uh, was really going to be kind of tough. Uh, a couple of the biggest tournaments of the year fell when we were moving uh, one of my graduation for, from college, uh, moving the kids back to college, moving them home from college, you know, weddings just, but I will never, I won't sacrifice those for this uh, ever. Um, but I've got a very supportive family that that absolutely is behind me. There, that's the only way I can do it um, is having them support what I'm doing. And by me putting them first, that's how I keep that support, in my opinion. 
And God help us whenever you retire. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's saying. He's hoping for the opportunity to do it for a living. At the rate he's going, it's it can't be far off. Uh, it's it's yeah, pay is pretty good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've got I've been blessed with a great job. I really have, and uh, and I've got I've I've had I've, I'm going to have two in college for quite a while. I've got four kids, so and they're stacked to where I've got you know two in college. So that's why he does this. He has got to pay for them college. Oh, oh my kids, God. this is where all that money goes. <laughs> so what else? That's, uh, that's, that's where my first national championship check went. So <laughs> that's money well spent. The uh, it, it keeps them from coming back one day, you know, having a oh, good education. Well, they want them to come back. <laughs> so, what what events do y'all have coming up next? Uh, I'm I'll be at East and West Harbor this weekend. Um, I should get there sometime tomorrow afternoon around lunch is what I'm planning on. So, but yeah, I think Matt, you're coming Sunday, right? One day. Yeah, I've got uh, got a family, like family uh, have friends of ours they have a their daughter's getting married uh saturday so i'm i'm going to be at that and then uh east west harbor is about a little over four hours away so hopefully by the time we clean up help clean up from the wedding i'll get in the truck and drive up and pull in a parking lot and wake up and see if i can figure something out on sunday at east west harbor and then uh after that i'm uh, i'm going to be hitting the susquehanna for the hobie event um I've got, uh, I'm going to, I'd love, love, love to get up to Lake George uh, for the KBF event. That's, that's a bucket list place. I really like that place. I've never been there, but I like the looks of it. It's a deep, clear water, smallmouth fishery that I really want to fish, but it's about 10 hours, which, you know, I don't mind traveling. I just, it's a matter of uh, other things going on in life. But uh, so I've got Susquehanna, I've got East West Harbor, and then, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit the Coosa uh, Hobie event as well later in the right. year. Are either one of y'all planning on going up to lacrosse for the bass event? I can't. I uh, can't make Good. that one. But I'm Good. going to fish. Uh... <laughs> He's fishing it. He doesn't want y'all to go. <laughs> I would love to um, fish that one. Uh, and that's yeah, the other I'm, thing that I've got to be careful stuff. about is vacation time. See, I, right. I, I work, I'm a shift worker, so um, – Weekends, just because there's a tournament on a weekend doesn't mean that I have the time off. So I've, I've got to, I've really got to be selective about what I take time off for. And, and honestly, this year, uh, now that I've done well in the, the KBF events, I'm, I've got to kind of look towards fishing some of the regional championships and seeing what dates those are on, um, and planning maybe having to take a chunk of vacation off to, to go to those, which I will, but, but I've, Training then, shifts, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so I've got to, I've kind of got to look at that. Um, the ones that I've mentioned just happen to be the weekends that I'm off, and then as less, so that that's kind of what I do. I look at my schedule. If I'm off, I pick the events that are the closest to me with the most potential, and then, uh, and then I balance the family vacation time. And what I, I what was really fun, and I know I keep, I'm talking your. No, oh, you're good, man. Um, one of the best times i've had this year we i took the whole family with me to uh to the susquehanna event and well all but two of my kids are were working so i two of my older kids were couldn't go but that was so nice um 
even though I do, I have a, I struggle with a little bit of guilt when I'm away for a few days uh, from the family to, to do these. And by having them there, man, I slept so Maybe. good at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There and, at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. And, and at the end of the day, plus the, the KBF events have been ending up at about two o'clock. So now I had all evening to hang out at the campground, go to the pool, uh, fish with the kids, went catfishing with the boys and uh, and just relaxed and, and didn't really think about the tournament. And it worked out pretty good. I did real well on that one, too. So I love I love taking the family. Last year, I took my wife and I spent the week up at uh, three days up at East West Harbor. And I never even pre-fished. Of course, I, I sucked really bad at East West Harbor last year. But, uh, but we had a great time. We went sightseeing and uh, had a fun time. So I like taking them with me when I can. That's, I, always, I always I think it's the best tournament to bring like a wife slash girlfriend or whatever. That's a really beautiful area. It's like it kind, of, it's kind of a retirement home on like south of the Erie Islands. It's a really yep. cool area. It's expensive, but it's really nice. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm taking the wife with me. We're, you know, 12 it's, hours. It's a good one for it. Yeah. Here to, here to lacrosse. So. I'm taking her with me to see if that, like you were saying, because I, I get that guilt trip where I'm just like, God, you know, I should be home right now instead. So I'm taking her with me and maybe that'll give me a little peace of mind so I can kind of focus on it. If, if, if anybody out there, if you're not going to fish the Susquehanna with the Hobie, come out and fish August 8th with us, the Alabama Bass Nation. Uh, we'll, we'll be on Gunnersville. If you've paid that fee in another state, you can pay it here and you can use it as practice for a national championship if they're having it, hopefully, you know. But yeah, uh, so we, we want to give you all a chance to spend an hour. We don't want to hold you all up anymore. Uh, is there anybody you'd like to shout out, any sponsors, family members, anybody else? We'll, we'll start with you, Cody. Uh, Fish USA, uh, New Canoe, that one's, that one's been really – I've been enjoying that a lot this year. Um, new Canoe. have been battling it. Yeah, like, you know, honestly, I was telling Matt, like, I'm kind of in the opposite boat as him. A lot of my best finishes have been Hobies this year, so, uh, which I wouldn't have expected, you know, not ever having really paddled before. So, I'm kind of, I might make it to the Susky, potentially. I might kind of add a few Hobies, um, but we'll see, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but that being said, the motor guide has been super nice, and I've I've enjoyed that. Um, Dakota Lithium, um, I'm running like a 100 amp hour battery and getting... Oh, somewhere between eight and 11 miles with that XI-3. Um, and my, I, I'm running two twenty-three Dakota lithiums in unison now. Um, and I'm getting a like pretty, I'm getting a lot better runtime with them. We're like probably closer to 12 to 14 hours or, or more. But I'm running two 10 amp hour, you know, or two, or two 10 uh, hummingbird, two in, 10 inch hummingbird. So I'm, I'm pulling some juice wow. and it's, it's keeping me going. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that. Where do you? Put, I, I I gotta see the setup. I gotta know where they're at. On I've the got them, well, I also like you know the pursuit console box. Um, yeah. I I mine's like twice the thickness. Like mine's a standing platform, so mine's mounted on that. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah. So like mine, like yeah, I can stand up on the the pursuit console box, jump on it, all that kind of stuff. So I've got both of my tins stacked on that. Um. 
Yeah, but it's kind of it kind of looks like one of the TH Marine mounts, but it's just two three. It's two Ram ball and Yak Attack mounts. But yeah, I bet I like you get it. some crazy looks from bass boaters. Yeah, yeah, it's literally it's yeah it, and that's kind of why I was having issues networking them because I've got them all networked, you know, and stuff. So like all the waypoints are shared, data sharing and stuff. And yeah, you do kind of feel like an idiot working on that at a ramp, like you know, putting two units on there. And I was like, that's why I just ripped it off one day. I was just gonna hack off. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it is really fun. I've been enjoying it. But cool. That's, that's I, about it. I, how about you, Matt? Uh, well, I mentioned Torquedo. That it's been a real big you know i can't say enough about that what that motor helps me do um i know there's a lot of controversy about motors but i can promise you it is a big advantage big advantage uh and uh jackson kayak uh, honestly uh you know 13 fishing has been uh really good to me fishing online uh they're like family to me uh they get they keep me in whatever i need and uh they're great people um uh, NRS, uh, man, uh, NRS just makes some of the best stuff out there. And, yeah. um, period, uh, keeps you good and good and safe. And, uh, um, Dakota lithium, uh, I'm on the same team with, with Cody on Dakota, man, that, that battery is, I'm running, I'm running, a uh, elite nine or not elite nine, a, uh, nine live, uh, Florent, uh, shoot. Anyway, my brain's not working right now. HDS nine live. HDS nine live. Bending branches. I'd used my paddle quite a bit this week too, and having that is is awesome. I'm always I'm always Yak Attack. My gosh, man, Yak Attack, man, they are such a big supporter of this whole industry, and every you can take. You know, just about any boat and and add Yak Attack to it. You can make a great fishing platform with what they've got. So uh, Yak Attack's just been a great, uh, great, great sponsor. Um, and Cal Coast Fishing, they've been great to me. Um, you know, I, I've started throwing a lot more crankbaits and, and treble hook type lures. And um, I, I watched Cody pull treble hooks out of the back that's day and i thought man cody needs him a couple bait sacks on them on them treble hooks so he throws them in that van but i can't hardly hardly put a put a treble hook in my truck without putting a bait sack on or else i'm ticked off because i've got it hung and everything so but uh no that's i've I've been really blessed with some incredible sponsors and uh they support me and uh, this has been the year to support them because a lot of them have struggled with some of this stuff so definitely uh, so well, cool. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, uh, th- thanks again for being on show, and I'm sure we'll have you all again on soon. Cody, we'll, we'll see you next week. You know, we expect yep. you to be here again. So, uh, yeah. Th- thank you all. We'll, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Kind of lost Cody at the end there for a second, I think. But like you said, we'll have him on next week at 8 again. So. Man, I love this. I love what we do. We get to sit back here, talk to great guys, talk about fishing, and man, I love getting those little tid. Like I was over here jotting down notes, man. Like, man, I got that. Oh yeah, man, I'm over here thinking like, oh, this is gonna change my game. This is gonna get my head right. I'm gonna go through a drop shot in Gunnersville. Yeah, exactly. I was just, <laughs> man, you are going to Gunnersville with that drop shot. Oh, 100 percent.
All right. So uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and get on. Oh, and by the way, you can, I got my paddling fin hoodie on here. It's a, you can get them online, get them on our site now. I just use it like I, maybe I'm late to the game. Like I, I get it. I've, I've always used a buff. Like I like uh, who, boss buffs. I have boss, boss buffs now. And, uh, but I, I've never had a hood. I know that seems oh, crazy. But I've never had one. Now I have a hood. The last two times I've been fishing, I've worn this. Dude, it's great. But you can, uh, yeah, you can check out, especially since it's been so hot and so oh, sunny. Yeah. But yeah, you can get me on those NRS varial hoodies. Yeah, Ooh, well, they, these are a lot cheaper than that. You can get these oh, for yeah. 50. It's the mossy oak one, but uh, but yeah, check them out. You can get them from us. Nice product it says paddling fin on the front and back. I dig them, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go over all the um, the tournaments from last week and uh, and and as always, if I pronounce your name wrong, we're really lucky this week. We, we have a sponsor, uh, Scott Butcher said that. He's if I pronounce your name wrong, he will give you a mouth kiss. So uh, if I say your name wrong, just send him a DM saying that um, I want that kiss that you promised me. That's all you have to do. Just send him that message uh, and he'll be happy to oblige. He's he's a hell of a guy. That's Scott Butcher. So uh, first we have Syac, that's Southern Indiana Yak Anglers Club. That was in conjunction with this KBF on Lake Monroe. Thirty three anglers. First place was Jim Strunk. He had 70 and three quarter and uh, that's what um, he was the only one in the club with a five fish limit. So that tells you exactly how tough that tournament was. And that's local people. He was the only one with a tournament uh, limit out of 50, 33 people. So that's crazy. And um, so Randy Doris had 66 and three quarter and Jason Cassidy had 53 inches. Next up, Ontario kayak bass trail on Lake Kikouching. 66 anglers, one of them Canadian clubs. John Dean, he was on here not too long ago with 84 and a half. Uh, Richard Offner, he won the he won a Hobie recently in that Border Classic with 82 and a quarter. And Mig Sig, I love that name, with 78 and three quarter. Then you had kayak anglers of Florida on Toho, had 29 anglers. They squeaked. We go ahead and put them in here. It's usually 30, but we got them in. Uh, Mark Passamato. With 99 and three quarter, Jake Suvac, the kayak fishing Jesus with 81 inches, and Joshua Mercer with 90 inches. Then Moyak on Lake Tanicomo, 57 anglers, Dorman Hughley with 85 and a half, Jason Martin with 83 and three quarter, and Richie McMichael with 81 and three, three quarter. Clarksville area kayak fishing group, season ending classic, 31 anglers, Travis, Travis Ashley got first with 93 and a half. Kurt P Pugwanut, I know I pronounced that name. So there is a mouth kiss. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, I think it's Pugwanut actually, with ninety and a half, and Mike Cheatham with eighty-four and a quarter. Next up, Natural State Kayak Anglers on Beaver Lake, sixty-one anglers. Justin Brewer, uh, seventy-six inches. It went down to a second fish, second weekend row with Hope Hot Wofford, seventy-six inches as well. And Justin Phillips in third with 74 and a half. And then Michigan, Michigan Kayak Trail on a Grand River, 46 anglers. David Keichner with 83 and a quarter. Adam Turkey with Turkey, yeah, Turkey with <laughs> 82 and three quarter. And Michael Ogler with 82 and three quarter. That held you up right there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, man, it's, but it's not pronounced, it doesn't have a Y. Maybe I missed the Y whenever I typed it. I don't know. It's Turkey. Uh, or Tur K. I wanted to. 
Nebraska Cack Anglers on Wanahoo. That's a fun one to say. 41 Anglers, Nate Glory and first with 84 and a quarter. Chung Pham with 83 inches and Jared Kupf with 81 and a half. Then Oklahoma Cack Anglers on Birch Lake, 51 Anglers. Jacob Wycombe with 75 and three quarter. John Queen, 72 and a quarter. Michael Metcalf with 71 and three quarter. Cag Fishing Utah on Hiram Reservoir and the Fluke Master went out and fished at, so he must be doing a world tour. But uh, 50 anglers, Tate Brown, 72 and a three quarter. Cody Helen, uh, or Hanley with 71 and three quarter. And Corey Anderson with 66 and three quarter. Next up, Iowa Cag Anglers on Lake Acarsa, 30 anglers. Only three out of 30 people, only three people filled their limit. That's a brutal one. Uh, Todd, Todd Arnholtz with 73 inches, Joe Bailey, 70 and three quarter, and Jeff Kirby with 70 inches. So that was all three people who got a limit. And last but not least, three fish limit, Cincinnati kayak fishing on Rocky Fork Lake, 37 anglers, Brock Spencer with 50 and a quarter, Reese Strawn, Stratton with 50 inches, and Danny Bell with 84 and three quarter, and our very own Brad Hicks got eighth, eighth place. So Congratulations to everybody and Gene Wilson. There you go. Congrats all. Yeah, we, we love talking about different tournaments around the country. I had their had their tournaments and we cap it at 30, 29. We do in CAC Anglers of Florida because that, that's my boy down there. But uh yeah, if if you have a club that you want us to mention, sponsor, or just say something about. Even if you have less than 30 anglers, just let us know. Either message me or Jimmy, and we'll make sure to get y'all on. So another great show. I don't know what we're going to do next week, but uh, I guess it'll be that East-West Harbor event, maybe. But, uh, but yeah. Good. Being a guest. Yeah, great, guys. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. I, I like those episodes whenever we learn That's. I, I wish that, I mean, I like that the episode just kind of goes where it goes. But yeah. it, it, I really like when you really get to get in their head and get the get the info to help make you and everybody listening better. Yep. And those, I mean, those are two guys who are doing it right. Have the sponsors. I mean, you can follow them and not just our fishing, but I mean, you know, you, just how they conduct themselves. And you, you heard Matt say it like, you know, you got to soak it up, soak up all the information you can. And that's the kind of people you want to soak it up from. I mean, there's, you know, videos and all sorts of other information. But when you hear somebody that's on top of the sport, that's the time to open your ears up and listen. Yeah. And both of them, I mean, look at Matt day one was stinking it up, went back somewhere else and found him and won the tournament. And he did not give up. Cody won the tournament in the last three minutes. Yeah. Three or four minutes. And he only had one fish day one and said, yeah, I'll go ahead and fish day two. Went through the whole thing and didn't, you know, last three minutes. That's that's why that's why he's Cody Milton. That's do why you, he's winning tournaments. Do you, you think if you had fished that event, you'd caught one fish on day one? Do you think honestly that you would have been able to get your head right and go again day two? It, it'd be tough, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially staying at a barn. Who wants to stay in a barn with a bunch of animals? Oh, I mean, if the is right with those guys, I guess that's what makes you go day two. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. But uh, yeah, maybe he, you know, maybe he was, you know, getting a little bit of information from Matt, kind of, oh, they're up shallow. Okay, I can get in on that. But he was punching 10-foot Matt, so it's not like he was fishing that shallow. So yeah, that's, you know, he didn't give up. 
See, stuff like that, man. Usually when I'm punching it super shallow, it's little bits of information like that that like open your, like, oh, need to try that. So, yeah, I I need to punch more. I I love to do it, but I don't do it that often just because, you know. It's time consuming for real. Like Like if I'm down in Florida or something, I will, but it's hard to do it other places. I, I seriously, like, I went by so much that I wanted to punch on Gunnersville Sunday. And I was just like, I know if I turn and do this, I'm going to sit here and cook in the sun for the next, you know, five hours because I'm going to punch every bit of it. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week. And as always, wear your PFDs. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.